Welcome to What's the Difference? Stories about lives changed because you made a difference. Brought to you by The Mount Church. Here's your host, Pastor Andrew Segree. Hey, welcome to the sixth episode of What's the Difference? We create this series because we believe that Jesus is still making a difference in people's lives, even last year in 2020, and even right now in 2021. So with each and every episode, we're going to sit down with everyday people just like you, just like me, and we're going to ask the question, what's the difference? What's the difference that Jesus has made in your life today? So make sure you hit that the subscribe button on there so you don't miss a new episode when it comes out. And for this episode, for our sixth episode, I'm so honored to have our special guest, Mario Diaz, on What's the Difference? Welcome, Mario. I am very glad to be here with you, uh, Pastor Andrew. You know, I not only am a fan of the show, but I'm a fan of your ministry, your preaching, your teaching. I see God's hand in you and uh, the sincerity which with uh, you serve Him. So I, I'm honored to be here with you. I appreciate that, Mario. So I did not pay him to say that, by the way. So it came out of the blue. But hey, man, why don't you just take a moment? I know we've gotten to know each other over the past year or so. Um, but why don't you just take a moment and just introduce yourself uh, to our audience today. Hey, where are you from originally? Um, what do you do? And does anything else you just want to kind of say about yourself to introduce yourself? So yes, I'm Mario Diaz. I'm originally from Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. small island in the Caribbean uh, close to Jamaica, where yeah. I know uh, some of your family's from. Yes, sir. Um, now, which one's better, Puerto Rico or Jamaica? Uh, Puerto Rico all the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, we're one, we're one church. We love everybody. <laughs> we love everybody. <laughs> no, they're, 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 you know, they're similar, right? Uh-huh. Very small. Yeah. Um, and just people having a good time. Um, and uh, I came here to study at first, but then the Lord just brought me to the States and to yeah. this area. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about that, but I uh, have a beautiful wife, uh, Jennifer, who uh-huh. I, I love, is the, the greatest gift or one of the greatest God, God has given me. Yeah. Uh, and four children, um, four, nine, ten, and thirteen. So there you go. Please got pray a teenager in there. Yeah. <laughs> pray for me. Uh, and, uh, you know, professionally, I'm the general counsel for Concerned Women for America, uh-huh. Christian organization that uh, seeks to promote biblical principles in public policy. So yeah. that's why here in D.C., all these um, kind of area yeah. is where the Lord has brought me. So Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, and, and, um, and one reason why I wanted to even bring you on the show today, because you, you, know, you work on Capitol Hill, um, but you also, you are, uh, you serve here at El Monte, um, which, you know, some of you guys may know as a church, we have a Spanish-speaking campus, 100% in Spanish. And Mario serves at El Monte, too, along with Pastor Yayo, who is on episode two. Make sure you go back and check that out if you haven't seen that yet. But Mario, I want you to tell us, too, a little about what you do in your job, but also what do you do at El Monte here at the church? Yeah, um, I'm I'm a servant. Uh, That's the way I I see it. Um, You know, there's there's those people in scripture that you don't remember who they were, you know, Uh that uh, those guys who were the ones that pull Moses' arms up when yeah. they were in the battle, right? I know mm-hmm. there was Aaron, but what was that other guy's name, right? Oh, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, the, or, or the friends that take the <clears throat> the paralyzed man and put him through the roof, uh-huh. right, and, and bring him down. You know, we don't know their names, but I, I love the fact that, you know, when Jesus, even before he heals them, right, he looks at them and says that their faith yeah. uh, has brought, uh, you know, the, 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 
the forgiveness of their sin. And so I think I'm one of those guys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm the guy holding Pastor Yaya's hand there mm -hmm. at El Monte. And, uh, you know, and in my ministry, you know, if you want to see Jesus, I will break the roof for you. There you go. <laughs> I will yeah, take you to good. him uh -huh. uh, to get healed because I, I believe uh, so strongly in, in what he does in his power. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the same thing at, at my church. I mean, at my work uh, at Concerned Women for America. I'm the general counsel there, but I do lots of stuff uh, and just, again, it, it's been a calling from God. Not mm -hmm. one that... Um, I foresaw yeah. uh, at first, um, but it was uh, just one of those things where God just led me there. The reason I got to the organization, and I'm a, a general counsel and an attorney now, but when I went, first went there, I went to produce a radio show. Mm -hmm. uh, that was my background. It was, yeah. it was music. It was business. And um, uh, I went to produce their national broadcast, and uh, as I got to know what they did and and the impact that uh, God was having through them, mm -hmm. then uh, I was called to, to go to law school and, and study uh, constitutional law and then try to impact in that way. So it's, yeah. uh, it wasn't scripted. Yeah, <laughs> it was, I got you. Uh, God did it. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's so good, man. And one of the things that, you know, I've, I've grown just to love about you, um, I really do think, I don't know if you guys even just heard what he was saying. It's like, pretty much I've, yeah, you know, I work for this organization, I serve them, and then I'm serving at El Monte, and I just, you know, I'm helping hold up Pastor Yayo's hands. And there's something about you that's just really, really humble um, and seeing how God is working in you. Um, and in fact, uh, we first met when we went down to a conference in South Florida. I can remember right. even asking you, hey, you know, Mario, what do you, what do, you do when you're not serving at El Monte? He's like, yeah, I'm a lawyer um, up in D.C. I was like, cool, you do lawyer stuff and you serve the church. That's, that's fantastic. Right. That's right. And then one day somebody sent me Mario's bio that's on his, his the job that he works for a website. And listen to this, okay? Oh, it says that Mr. Diaz... Is the author of Beast, an author of Beast Spent, Winning the Fight for Freedom Survival. His columns are regularly featured in several media outlets, outlooks, outlets, including the Washington Times, the Christian Post, Human Events, First Things, The Blaze, American Thinker, CNS News, World Net Daily, Town Hall, and other outlets. It goes on to say, Mr. Diaz is also a media commentator who has appeared on networks like CNN. Fox News, Univision, and Voice of America, both in English and Spanish. And as a public speaker with experience at numerous conferences, including the well-known Conservative Political Action Conference, he engages audiences to think through the way a biblical worldview affects policy matters. Mario also speaks at churches and schools about legal matters and America's founding principles. And as a member of the United States Supreme Court Bar, among others, Mr. Diaz obtains his Juris Doctorate and a Master's in theolo Theological Studies from Southwestern Baptist the Theological Study. And by the way... <laughs> this is what I added. He's a full-time associate pastor, preacher, video editor, worship leader for El Monte. And by the way, Mr. Diaz lives in Virginia with his wife, Jennifer, and their four children. Well, you know, somebody somebody very graciously wrote some stuff about me. Very graciously. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mario, I was, I was reading through that and, again, just getting to know you over the, uh, over the past year or so. Man, out of all those things that you've done... 
Um, out of all those different areas that you've served or that you've worked, what would you say has been maybe the most um, challenging area or environment or situation or scenario that you've had to step into out of all those things that you've had to do? Yeah, in 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 my work at Concern Women for America, we, we have to step into some difficult areas. Yeah. Um, you have to be vocal about things people don't want to talk about. Sure. So, you know, uh, one of the things people probably associate with uh, that type of work is, for example, the fight with abortion, mm-hmm. uh, the sanctity of human life. Um, you know, the, the, those are things that when you stop and think about it, yeah. most people don't want to think about it. it it's pretty gruesome. It is um, heartbreaking. You know, mm-hmm. I remember a couple of years ago uh, reading about this <laughs> this 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 uh, report out of Iceland, and they were saying how they had figured out they had you know eradicated the problem of Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, that is awesome, right? And I click on this thing. I'm gonna read what is happening, and you know, come to find out is because they were aborting babies mm-hmm. with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. They were basically uh, rooting them out yeah um it just breaks your heart when you start to think about you know what they consider a problem right Mm -hmm. Uh, something that and again you know it comes from your faith right you know the disciples asked jesus about the man who was born blind from from birth uh who sinned his his family or him right and jesus tell him no he was born like this that the power of god might be seen through them yeah through him, and um, I think you know that is the way I think about anybody with any type of disability. They are they were mm-hmm. created by God to show His glory. So anyway, it's heartbreaking. You know, I remember this. You know, the same thing. Reading it, the stats out of New York, for example, where more uh, more African American babies were aborted than born mm-hmm. in the city of New York. That's just shocking to me. Yeah, uh, and then to step out and just. Uh, speak out in, in things that are controversial. It, it, it's it's not easy. Yeah. You know, we work with sex trafficking and and having to to look at all the stats about how women are exploited, brought from places you know that are close to your heart, mm-hmm. India. You know, yeah. many places. Um, you know, it's 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 very very uh, difficult. You know, right now, you know, just to give an example that everybody might identify with more you know right now it's controversial to state you know the, the biblical fact that God created us male and female mm-hmm. it's just not popular you don't want to be out there saying those yeah. things and uh, and so in policy you know the, the things that we do as as people collectively through through government the policies that we put out and promote have consequences mm-hmm. and so uh, yeah I've been in, in many many uh, situations like that 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 I have to uh, speak up and, and be counted, mm-hmm. um, but you know I, I do it uh, just taking the, the the encouragement from Christ that you know if they hated him right, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how, what can I expect right? So the world uh, does not understand many other things. You know the the way I think about it actually is that we do know the truth right, yeah. But like Paul says, we suppress it. Right? Yeah. So everybody knows, you know, we were created in a mother's womb, male and female, we were created. Mm-hmm. But now we're suppressing that because of other interests that uh, that we have at the moment. So, uh, but, but you know, all those things, the way you ask the question, what has you, what have you found most challenging? Yeah. Uh, it, 
it might surprise some people that really what I have found most challenging in my life is being a father. Mm -hmm. That is just, <laughs> I still haven't figured it out. Yeah, so out of working with all these things where there's such great yeah. tension and, yeah. you know, you're trying to honor God in everything and then you're working in the legal space, like trying to, um, you know, help with policies that, again, you know, hopefully bring honor to God. That's right. You're saying that the most challenging thing has been raising these four children yes. that yes. the Lord has given you. Yeah, I think, you know, they just, I think every father out there probably knows that they just challenged you uh, to to rethink some things. Mm -hmm. You know, even even what you've read in Scripture a million times, yeah. all of a sudden you are faced with a new reality, right? Like you find yourself telling your son, you know, I've told you this 500 oh, times. Oh, you had that same conversation yeah. too? <laughs> Why haven't you done this? Why would you do this? Uh -huh. Right? And then you, as you say this, just the Lord is like, haven't I been saying this to you? <laughs> yep. Oh, you've heard God say that to you too? <laughs> right? It, uh -huh. It's just, it, it, it's amazing. Um, it, I think it opens up the, the, the scriptures in a way that uh, I hadn't seen before. And, and then just the, even the love you, you feel, right? You, you sense now that there is a love of the Father mm -hmm. and the Son. That's how God loves me. That's how He cares for me. Mm -hmm. That's His forgiveness. Um, you know, and, and, and then, you know, in, in another sense, you know, that this, this responsibility, mm -hmm. you want them to be followers of Christ, to, to know God as you know them, right? But they have to make their own decisions. Yeah. They are their own persons. They have their own struggles. Mm -hmm. And they will suffer. That's, yeah. the, that's what you learn from Scripture. Sure. So, so, you know, I find myself uh, praying crazy prayers. Like, if they have to suffer, let them suffer for you, right? That's right, I don't want yeah. To suffer for other things. So anyway, I think that is really still, you know, it, it, it strengthened my prayer life. Yeah. Because I know I am really powerless to affect their lives in the way I know it must be affected. So I find myself really... Mm -hmm. At the mercy of God, and He's saying, in that same way, you have to surrender other things yeah. that I've been talking to you about, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've I've heard it said that we almost need to operate in our faith. You know, we we need to pray as if it all depends on God, and then work as if it all depends on us. And then somewhere in between those two things, like we see our faith exercise and it grows. And certainly, you know, being a parent is one of those things where hopefully, like as parents, we want to praise if it all does depend on God. Um, and then we want to be working to investing in them yeah. and pouring in them, yeah. um, you know, to, to take the things that God's taught us and hopefully leading them in the way that they yeah. should go. And then hopefully, you know, God like will grasp their hearts in the middle yeah. of all that. You know, man, I love what you said, too, about the work that you're doing, um, you know, for this organization. And I think about how we as a church you know, we, you know, we even said it before, look, we're, we are, we are for life um, from the womb, like to the tomb. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we, like, we support ministries like Choices Women's Center, who, mm -hmm. you know, hopes to give, wants to give hope to those moms who are at the crossroads, like, yeah. who are in that, 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 that crisis of making a choice, mm -hmm. but to show them there, there is hope available through Christ. Yeah. And there's hope if they carry this child and give birth to this yeah. child. I love how we partner with like the Tim Tebow organization. We do Night to Shine yeah. um, to show that, look, people who are born with special needs, like they matter to God. Yeah. And God is so for yeah. them and for those families, yeah. too. 
Um, so there's something about the work that you're doing that I think, you know, really ties in um, with the gospel and what, what God is doing. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you too, you know, even in all those things, whether it's being a parent, uh, whether it's the work that you're doing on, on Capitol Hill, um, how do you see, um, how do you see that being a follower of Jesus um, and with any of those scenarios, like how do you see like following him, trusting in him, like brings hope in any of those areas? I think that that is the hope. Yeah. Right. There is no other hope uh, aside from the cross, from Christ, and um, you know His forgiveness for our sins. Right. Sin is the problem yeah. that that we all have, and so I think in every area that you think about, it is about that. It is about ultimately trusting Him, and and and, and allowing Him to shine in, in his love and his power. So in, in all the things that we promote uh, and all the things that you want to do uh, as a Christian, uh, you want to you know, allow God to be seen through that. I, I think you know, of Colossians 3.23, mm-hmm. right? In everything you do, yep. right? Do it with all your heart because mm-hmm. you do it for Christ. And if you do that, I mean, I think it is the key to a whole bunch of things. You know, it's the key to contentment, for mm-hmm. example, right? All of you out there, I know, are frustrated, right, in some way or sure. another with, you know, your boss doesn't understand you. Uh, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're, that you're going through, um, the way to stay motivated and doing good work and, uh, and being productive is to understand that you're not doing it for anybody. Mm-hmm. You're doing it for, for God. And so all the things that, that we deal with, uh, when approached in that way, that this is the way, you know, again, I, I, I'm not in politics, but very close to mm-hmm. politics. It's, we, we say we're in policy. Yeah. But when you, when you get in that space, you have a whole bunch of Christians who would say, why well, you get involved with dirty politics, mm-hmm. right? especially in this climate and all things. Uh, but it's the same thing, mm-hmm. right? If you're a Christian... And, and you're in this space, uh, then you do it as unto the Lord, and then your demands are very different, and the fruit that comes from it is, mm-hmm. is very different too. Uh, you know, and I feel the same t- tension in my life. You know, there's this great uh, scene in, in Amazing Grace. You've seen the William Wilberforce movie. I've, I know the song. I've not seen the movie. You've got to see this movie. It's recommended to everybody. But it, it is about William Wilberforce and mm-hmm. his struggle. And he had this struggle, right? He had this pastor's heart. You know, he wanted to. That's the way I, I, I describe myself often. I'm a lawyer with a pastor's heart. Yeah. And he, he had this struggle. And Hannah Moore, which is another important uh, um, person in that era, and other abolitionists mm-hmm. met with him and, and kind of, Tell him there's this great conversation at a dinner table where they put the shackles right in front of him and they tell him, we, we know you're struggling between, you know, serving God or serving man through public service. Mm-hmm. And he said, we're here to tell you, you can, you can do both. Mm-hmm. You can serve God through your public service. And I, I think that is the way that you can affect change in wherever you are. Stay motivated, right? Stay positive, mm-hmm. uh, stay satisfied, right? That we all have dreams, we all have aspirations, uh, and we all feel the pressure of, of society. You know, we can talk, you, you mentioned 2020. This mm-hmm. was a year kind of like that. And even, you know, with the events at, at the Capitol, things like that, 
that make you feel hopeless. Mm-hmm. But again, we, we, we grieve, we suffer, right? What did Paul say? But not as those who don't have hope. That's right. I think, that, I think, that, I think that's the difference. Uh, yeah, and that's, I think that's so good because I think sometimes we forget. And I love that verse in Colossians 3.23 where it says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as if you're working unto the Lord. And I think that's so key in every single situation. We need to, in essence, keep our Jesus filter, um, our gospel filter on first. Because I think we get it messed up, you know, when we put other filters in front of that and then the Jesus one comes um, down the line. But if we can put that Jesus filter on first and think, okay, whatever I'm going to be working in, uh, whether that's um, in my career, whether that's in my home Mm -hmm. as a dad or a parent or a husband, um, whatever it is, like I need to be thinking, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to honor God in this. I want to glorify God in this. And, um, you know, I was, I wanted to ask you too, with, um, and, you know, we've heard about your career, heard about, you know, one of your biggest challenges right now is, you know, being a dad with four kids. And of course, you know, what, what God is doing in you, um, and through you, but I just wanted to back it up just for a moment. Like when, when did that moment come for you? Uh, when when Jesus like first made the difference in your life, where you realize, look, okay, whatever I'm going to do, like he needs to be Lord and leader. Like when did you first make the decision to follow him? It it is kind of a weird um, series of events, at least as I look back and look at it mm-hmm. now, because um, I think if I were to write a chronological account. What God was doing. Well, are you announcing your next book right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Um, it has to start with, like, Timothy with my grandmother, uh-huh. who was a, a Christ follower and one of those ladies that, you know, had a second grade level of education, but, you know, studied scripture every day. You know, the one you want to have in your Bible study that, that will actually do the assignment that you uh-huh. give her. Um, but I was not really a believer, but... But her prayers, he would woke up at 5 o'clock mm. every day. Mm. Prayed for every, each and every grandson, right? Yeah. And in my life, even before becoming a Christian, I could see God yeah. working, God doing things. You know, I, I hang out with the wrong crowd, right? And, and, and there were instances where I felt, I need to get out of here. Sure. And, um, and bad things would happen, and uh, and I would be spared, and just by the grace of God, I, I attribute that to my grandmother's prayers and, and 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 her involvement in my life, even though I didn't know it at the time. So that's why I say I, I think it's a little bit weird. But I grew up in a in a in a home where you know they they would tell you they were Christians, you know, but it was one of those Christmas Easter type mm-hmm. of. Uh, but my grandmother was a loyal. Um, Christ follower, and they would send me with her to, to a Lutheran uh, mm-hmm. a church uh, most of the time. But they did send me to a, a, a Christian school. Mm-hmm. And there I, I met a man a, a, a man that was a pastor, studying to be a pastor at that time. And he took me under his wing and showed me what it was to mm-hmm. follow Christ. And um, once my eyes were opened, uh, I think... I, I, I gave my life and I gave yeah. him everything, right? I, I, came, I come to a long line of musicians, so that was one of my first things that I surrendered. I said, uh-huh. my music is here. Do what you want. And yeah, there you go. Then as I did that, from then on, I just gave it all to him, and mm-hmm. he's been good. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. You know, um, I, I won't bring this up this time. Maybe next time we'll be happy <laughs> on again, but I heard... 
I heard one time that you used to have this long flowing hair oh. when you would do music. In fact, I heard it was I blowing in the wind one time, and that's deny. how you got your wife, Jennifer. But we'll talk about that. Uh, everybody's looking on Facebook. Another time. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to ask you maybe this um, one more question, okay? Um, you know, with working in D.C. with policy, and again, just being a passionate follower of Jesus, um, and also working in ministry, like you've you've seen just the, uh, the the turmoil that a year like 2020 has either caused um, or brought out. Um, and even in just in, in recent weeks with, um, you know, what happened at the Capitol, some of the other riots are still happening, like in Washington uh, state, uh, you know, there's lots of tension and turmoil in the country. And uh, I remember um, texting you a couple of weeks ago and just saying, man, how do we fix this? Like, what do you think? <laughs> I remember what you said was so good. I think it was kind of based off of a message you had preached in El Monte um, just a couple months before. I think my response was just preach <laughs> in like right. all caps. But, you know, maybe thinking back to that. You remember that? You remember yeah, that conversation? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I do remember. <laughs> so, so, you know, just thinking back to that, man, how do we fix? Yeah. Or at least how do we even begin to work at fixing the yeah. turmoil right now that we see in our area? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... My answer at that point, because I was getting bombarded basically with people asking the same type of questions, you know, some people are very hopeless, you know, feeling discouraged about everything. And, uh, but you and I had preached on that, me- and yeah. that passage where Christ is on the boat. Yeah. There's this big storm happening and he's sleeping mm-hmm. and they go to him and they tell him, you know, Jesus, you know, don't you care that yeah. we're perishing? And I told you that, I mean, I felt uh, strongly that this was us. Right? Yeah. This was us during this time. We are going to Jesus and saying, don't yeah. you care? Don't you care? I know I've asked that question. Like, God, do you, God, don't you see what's happening? Do you see what's do happening? Do you not see? Like, right? Yeah. Don't you see what is going on? And, and I think I, I, I told you the, the answer that Jesus gives us is the one uh, he gave to the disciples. Mm-hmm. You tell them, why are you so afraid? Yeah. Right? Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Mm-hmm. That's the one that breaks my heart. Mm. Because I feel like that sometimes too, right? And uh, and to, to have Jesus you know, look you in the eyes, so to speak, and tell you, do you, you still have no faith in me? I'm in the boat. I'm here. I'm seeing all these things. And then the, 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 the amazing thing, right, is that Jesus right then and there calls on the winds and just yeah. puts everything back to calm. And uh, and my phrase, you know, that I told you is, well, you know, Jesus is still the one that can take the political winds uh-huh. on our turmoil country, and they will still obey him. Mm-hmm. He will still obey his word. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's the answer again. And I, I know that sounds sometimes like, a platitude, but it is not. Mm-hmm. When you see it like that, is the problem, right? To yeah. to see prayer like that, that is something like a wishful thing that we do to make us feel better. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's no faith. That's why he says, "Do you still have no faith?" Yeah. Right. But uh, when you understand that there is a God, that He's doing something, that no king, no no person in authority is there, but by His allow that's right right mm-hmm. when you don't when you understand that and you walk in that then you you're not panicking because you know he's in control you know he's suffering you know he's doing a work 
And what we have to do uh, as Christians is to open our eyes mm-hmm. and see what he's doing. That's right. And get in line, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's, that's crucial for us to do because we have lots of plans. Right? The, the way we usually operate, I compare it to, to the kingdom of, of England. Right? They have a queen. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the, the crown. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what she is? She's a figure. There is a prime minister. They, they govern. They pass laws. She still signs them. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. She, you know, she, she has no power. And that's sort of the, the, how we treat God. right? We, we make a plan. Mm. And we go to him and say, here, bless my plan. Sure. Sign my plan. That's Lord. right, yeah. Right? God, here's my plan. Now, hey, make bless this happen. <laughs> yeah, yep. bless it. This, give me your signature when God says, no, no, no. You give me a blank piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I make the plan. Yeah. And give it to you. And when you do that, I mean, just think of in your life how that applies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? How if you allow God to make the plan for you and to give you. So in that sense, if you will, in this tournament, we got to look what God is doing and then get in the plan get in what he's doing mm-hmm. and say amen to whatever it is right? That's right. amen that's the only response we have there is no you know that's what we do when we start panicking and things like that we're just second guessing God mm-hmm. so yeah. I don't want to do that I don't want to do that no that's good man that's so good <laughs> and I think that's um, that's right on time too um, as we continue on in this new year yeah. Um, in fact, when this airs, I think we're about three months into 2020, we're at the 90 day mark. So it's a good reminder that, look, we can try to make these plans, but ultimately we need to submit to what God wants, right? In all our ways, we acknowledge him. And so we put what he wants on first and foremost. And man, let me just say, like, I really do believe that you've been a picture of that, um, in your life. And, uh, man, I, I, I'm just grateful that you took time today. Um, out of your busy schedule, like to be here um, on the show and hopefully to encourage some people and to give them the reminder about how important it is, like to let Jesus make a difference in not just one area of your life, not even just two, but in every single area, no matter where he has you. So thank you, man, your encouragement to me and hoping your encouragement to our audience um, as well. Okay, so thank you for joining us. Great to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for episode six of What's the Difference? Hey, don't forget to be on here for next month as we have Susan Wanderer join us. Um, Susan is one of our lead team members here at The Mount. She oversees um, an incredible team. Um, Her ministry has about 700 kids that come to it every single week. But not only that, but she's also a wife a mom, an incredible leader, a podcaster as well. So we can't wait to have the discussion with Susan and ask her the question, what's the difference? So again, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and join us next time for What's the Difference? Thank you for tuning in to What's the Difference? Click on subscribe to make sure you get the next episode with Pastor Andrew. Connect with us for more resources and information on how you can make a difference at mtarrat.org. See you at the mound. Thank you.